Real Racers and Rental Cars Podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Foray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. Keep on till they can't ignore you. Put it up for the Wigan Warriors. Welcome to this week's episode of Racers and Rental Cars. And my last episode being recorded here on location in Bradenton Motorsports Park. And yes, there are cars in the background testing. It's been a very, very busy 10 days, if you will. And so you'll hear me pause from time to time for Pro Stock and Pro Mod Burnout. Uh, Our finishing up testing is today is Wednesday and they will be headed to Gainesville as a few of the haulers have already started to roll out to make the short drive up the road and get ready to kick off the 2023 season for NHRA. That being said, we'll jump back off into what we're going to talk about this week. I know it's been crazy, right? I gave you a quick short episode Last week, headed into World Series of Pro Mod, duck, 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 goose, 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 got all that out of the way, and right now, as I am three days removed and starting to feel better, if you will, about (laughs) recovering from two straight weeks of just intense energy-packed action for flow drag racing and flow sports, I am, uh, whoo, yes. Starting to feel my batteries recharge up a little bit. Sunshine and some sleep and good food can always help with that. I had to pause there a little bit for Derek. So let's talk about World Series of Pro Mod and Flow Drag Racing. I would not have believed for myself unless I was here to witness it. Wow. Was Bradenton Motorsports Park packed with the best of the best in fast door slammer racers and teams? It most assuredly was. It was awesome to see the 61 Pro Mods the 20-some mountain motor cars, it was crazy. And qualifying, testing every day, it was amazing to watch these teams. They were out here putting racks in, servicing engines, transmissions, rear gears, blowers. There was so many people for these race teams for the work that they were doing to get ready to compete. For the World Series of Pro Mod, as I'll pause for Dallas Glenn to do his burnout. And it was just epic. It was, man, it was crazy. Jay Cox with nitrous explosions. We've had blower cars that had, you know, put holes in blocks and had to completely swap engines before qualifying sessions. And to get down to 32 cars that jumped off in there, oh, Spencer Hyde, the Canadian, we were outside the gate on Sunday night waiting to get in. 
and Sunday night we were in the winter circle celebrating. It was awesome to watch those guys party. Mark, Mark Savage and the whole entire organization. It just was phenomenal. Loved it. it I, I could not stop and control the amount of goosebumps and the hair standing up on my arms. You could just feel the intensity and see the intensity on the teams, on the drivers. It was, uh, it just definitely was a great event from start to finish. And like all events, yes, there are always things that can be improved on, but let's stay on the highs and we can focus on the lows later and dial those in and make those part of the highs. Dallas Glenn getting ready to make a thousand foot shot. Give him a little pause here. It's been double O red a couple times. Uh, yes, it was crazy. Now let's talk about you guys. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for all of you out there that sent messages, text messages, posted on social media, um, giving feedback and comments to Courtney and myself for our performance during the World Series of Pro Mod, we tried to turn it up a notch. Now, whether or not we turned it up enough on the dial for everybody or we didn't turn it up at all for anybody, that is neither here nor there. We appreciate the feedback. We did what I think was awesome. We did an absurd amount of live hits, trying to follow storylines, and with such a cram-packed weekend, just to take moments to breathe. Uh, I'm not sure that Flo caught it as we went off the air Sunday night, but I let out a large, massive Ric Flair. Woo! Uh, as as we closed out, and it just to accomplish what we did, the Flo team here, there, there's always issues, soundboards. We get it. And that's, Nine times out of 10, it's not on us, right? That's the biggest thing I would tell you if we wanted to deep dive into it is that there are so much technology going on. We can roll in and if a board goes down in the tower uh, or a PA mic or a mixer or whatever the case is that's in the tower, it, we just don't not going to have the equipment typically in the truck to be able to fix what needs to be fixed that's in the tower. Uh, based on the facility. There's always technology uh, challenges. At the same point, you you make the best that we possibly can. And I think we did. I truly do. Um, that closed out a solid, uh, I don't know, six, seven weeks for me holding a microphone, being on camera. And I am truly ready to sit back now and look at getting back in a race car, starting to enjoy life a little bit, turn 50 in a few short weeks. Yes. Do yourself a favor, buy a racers and rental cars t-shirt or something of that nature. Help me out. Uh, we'll talk more about my birthday as we get closer. Cause I've got some fun things that I'm going to try to do that may, may or may not go over big, but it'll be fun to do them anyway. That being said, I, I've got a couple of things that, I've had people reach out and send messages to me and want to know what 
my opinions are on them. But before I get into that, Gators Nationals coming up. The I think the biggest thing that I've enjoyed watching is that Pro Stock and Pro Mod are here at Bradenton. Orlando has Pro Stock Motorcycle. And the Nitro teams are at Gainesville, uh, along with some sprinkled in factory stock teams. It was very interesting to me of how we have kind of segmented out and where teams are going. Uh, Lots of runs were done here into the evening hours uh, with the pro stock and pro mod teams. Everybody's, I mean, not everybody, but there's not a lot of looks like people are upset or disappointed about where they are, you know, with the new Titan team, KB team. Uh, they're still on property. Uh, we're down to like two elite rigs as they basically all started to uh, dissipate here as everyone heads towards Gainesville. It's interesting to me, and it's something that I'm going to start to follow up on. I think a lot of it has to do with who's doing the track preps and consistency, and then also not overloading a facility on the racetrack, right? Whether it's the Nitro cars or Pro Stock Pro Mod, uh, we all know they all need a little bit different type of track prep, being able to make a lot of runs as quickly as possible and get the testing done is a significant necessity, right? So, um, yeah, that's, uh, I'm, I'm curious. I'm excited for the Gator Nationals kickoff this weekend. Uh, I'll be watching, I'm sure, along with a lot of people to see who sets what, where the bar is, who gets out of there with the Wallies on Sunday. Of course, the call outs and everything else, the challenges and so forth that, that NHRA has implemented, the Pro Mod shootout and FTI and Fuel Tech. And so lots of going on, lots and lots and lots of going on with that. But let's get into the rant pieces. First and foremost, probably something that I just could not believe that came across my phone uh, over the weekend was, I believe that was on Friday, Thursday or Friday, Chase Elliott breaking, or let's not say break, Chase Elliott having a snowboarding injury that took him out. And from what the last report I read uh, was going to, is going to be out of the car for roughly about six weeks. Now, that doesn't seem like a long time, right? Six races. We just started. We're only in like race three. This week will be race four, right? But everything turned to the risk assessment and talking about whether or not he should have been out snowboarding and the waiver process and so forth. Here comes Alan Przinski with the only Mopar on the property, as you'll just have to uh, bear with us here. Burnout time. So I want to talk about that, right? Like these guys everywhere around, everyone is, has to have a life, right? Um, I was listening to another athlete having a conversation um, about the fact that he has to find ways to turn off racing 
for a little bit every week. He has to, because if he doesn't, it consumes everything and it takes away from his family, you know, or his loved ones, his significant other, his kids, um, just his own mental state. And that's real. Like that's, you know, that is a real thing. I am sorry if you're out there and your career is not as taxing, I guess you could say, as holding onto a steering wheel for 500 miles or being involved in running a race team that has family members that depend on the success of the team so they can take care of their families and provide for their livelihood. There's just so many things about it that most people in the outside world can't pause the perspective and go, okay, yeah, I can see that. Now, does that mean that, you know, we have to have those conversations sometimes and go, hey, is that the best thing for you to do? Well, yeah, I'm sure those need to be had. Uh, You know, do not take it and think that Chase Elliott and his management team and Hendrick Motorsports don't do not have insurance policies or liability coverage in place to look after if things happen. Right. Okay, that's that. I promise you that that stuff is that has to be in place. That's just the severity of it. And you you have to look at it and say, okay, what do we do moving forward? I promise you there'll be some things that'll get restructured, but also at the same point, we got Kyle Larson and Hendrick. He's not, he does not give up racing when he wants to race. He's racing period. And that's, was just part of his deal. I am sure that that chase has some of the same conversations with his management team and the executives inside um, Hendrick motorsports. So I really don't want to, I, I, you're not going to get me to say, oh, no, we shouldn't be in doing this. I mean, this goes back to my early days in the Army when I had to go every year and get a letter by the first one-star general in my chain of command to that he acknowledged and understood that I was competing in an extreme sport, getting in a race car. The Army's like, no, we didn't train you how to do that. We got money invested in you. Uh, we got to talk about this and that's, you know, there, there's, there's legitimate rules in place for everyone and those conversations have to have to be had. So we just need to relax, turn the knob off, stop with all the nonsense about chase and you can't believe this. you you can't uh you gotta have these moments so you gotta have a life i'm telling you i like playing golf i'm horrible at it but i need the the mental release to go out and swing a club knock a ball around because i need to remove myself from racing and motorsports i can get drugged down i i mean you guys obviously we talk about it on the show a lot most people know like legitimately you can drag yourself down into a hole because of how ridiculously tough this segment of business is. And it is very tough. You can't just 
sit back and do absolutely nothing and do nothing but racing for 24-7. I'm sorry. If, if There's just no way. I, I mean, you know, I talked about people used to ask me, they're like, why are you still trying to race when Di was sick? And, you know, or in and out of the hospital. That encompassed my life 24-7, worrying about health and being a caretaker and worrying about bills and the girls and daughters and what needs are here and what needs are there. I needed to go to the racetrack to, to have a break. And that's not saying that negatively about what we went through because you're going to go through that, right? That's what men and women do when, when your back's against the wall, you go through things. But at the same point, Chase Elliott, from what I've read, is an extremely experienced snowboarder. And he had an accident. I mean, there's a, you know, Tony Stewart's had him, Carl Edwards has had him, Denny Hamlin's had him. I mean, racers have accidents, but they have got to have their mind right to strap in a car and do what we do. And so just lighten up on the pitchfork and tiki torches uh, to, to start saying that, you know, Oh no, I'm a fan and I don't want my race. I don't want my race driver being on a jet ski or being on a snowboard or, you know, I, I don't want him doing anything that he can get hurt. Let's just wrap his ass in bubble wrap. Yeah. I'm sorry. Move along. Got nothing for you. Got nothing for you. You're, you're, you're living in a bubble, not bubble wrap, but you're living in a bubble. So what's the highlight? Right. Let's, what's the silver lining? I'll tell you what the silver lining is. Josh Berry. Okay. That guy. And that, and now we're talking about somebody who is a self made race car driver. This is not, this ain't family money. This kid ain't just, you know, he just boop, and pops up on the scene. He has been driving for Dale Jr. for, I swear, I, I mean, I bet you it's been every bit of 15 to 20 years. I mean, Josh Berry has been driving for a while. And now he gets a chance, Chevrolet driver, to set in for Chase Elliott. Uh, they will, you know, this this is, uh, you, you know, for Phoenix. And then you'll have Coda. I know Hendrick announced a road racer is going to drive the number nine at Coda. But Josh Berry, that is what I'm talking about. A silver lining, he he's going to get the opportunity to make a, a name for himself and demonstrate that he can get it done. Um, and, and I'm excited for him. That's the kind of story that you kind of hope comes out, right? You want something positive to come out of this negative always. And uh, that's what I'm waiting, waiting for. I mean, I'm pulling for the guy. I legitimately go, go. This is, it, it, you know, the clock's not striking midnight yet. Let's let you know this has the potential to be a great story, great impact on Josh Berry's life, <clears throat> personally and professionally. Excuse me. So, if you don't know who Josh Berry is, get out there following, watch, start pulling for the guy. I, I think he, I think he really has an opportunity right here if he can stay calm, grind it out, be patient, not demand perfection for the first couple races, get himself established and comfortable in the next gen car. I think this could be a story for us as the year progresses until Chase gets back. And then 
Josh Berry will have a few races on his resume, and that can bode very well going into 2024 and other opportunities throughout the season if somebody else gets hurt. There's nothing wrong with being the guy that everybody can depend on to give them a top 10 or a top 15 finish and take care of their equipment. Very, very important. All right. Oh, man. Okay. This rant that I'm getting ready to have. I've I've tried every way possible to try to formulate some sort of rationale where I could convince myself that this is okay. Um, So a couple weeks back, I get a text message or 10 uh, from some people about this new sponsor coming into NHRA Dragons. And I'm like, what? Who is, what, what is this? I have, I have, uh, it's, uh, I, I just don't, uh, I don't know. And I've pondered it for the last two weeks. And then somebody sent me another message and said, you have not talked about it yet. And you're right. I haven't. Right. And, and if you're a new listener to the podcast, I have, I am the oldest of six kids. I have three sisters. I have a mama. I have at any given point in my life, I mean, I have my daughters, Logan, Alex. I still have contact and and life with Emily and Claire. Um, you know, I, we we've had you know within Streetway, we have you know the owner's daughter Megan. When it comes when it comes to companies and females, when it comes to racing. This has been this has been something that has been very difficult for me to figure out how to say uh kindly. Okay? I'm I'm typically the high road guy. The high road the high road is never crowded. Um it's typically very rocky and not smooth. Um and I just I, I took a I walked a couple miles this morning trying to figure out how I would talk about this today. And it's been very challenging. Um, I'm a little bit late on actually recording this podcast on my normal schedule because I just dread doing this. So I'm going to kind of go with it in this manner. If the company that you're getting a check from as in a disclaimer that it's they're not responsible for divorces or relationship failures i'm going to tell you this isn't the place for you okay and and if you uh if you feel like you've got a better argument i am one of those intellectual individuals i'll listen to your argument 
I'll give you the opportunity to change my mind. However, like Double O Shit Show said, yeah, no, I don't think you're going to pull it off. If you are getting money from a company that has products or services, and in their disclaimer, they talk about not responsible for divorces or relationship breakups or failures, I'm sorry, this is not the place for you. Period. Period. Now, you're sitting back going, what in the, what in that, what is O'Neill talking about? Well, I'm a big CBD person. I'm a big nutritional supplement person, turned 50, been through a lot of things in life, our health and our bodies, trying to eat right, trying to do the right thing. I focus on that stuff. I've never seen a disclaimer that says, not responsible for divorces and relationship breakups on those sites. But when I saw this message come into me and I clicked on it, that's what came up. And I'm like, if it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, and talks like a duck, it's a damn duck. And this. I'm sorry. No. I'm all for people being able to get money and getting race cars and and chase their dreams. But by God, this ain't it. And and if people go, oh man, you're a dinosaur. You're 50, you're you're out of touch. No, no, if I am, okay. I'm gonna let Peter tell me when I get to the gate. Um no, I'm sorry. Take your stuff and go somewhere else. That's it. I can't, I, no, no, no. Now, yes, I am referring to the OnlyFans. I am. No. 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 And if you think it's okay, okay. You're entitled to that. I'm I'm good with it. You're entitled to think that it's okay. Because for 23 years, pause for big for a Marty Robertson in his blown modern racing type A motorsports Camaro. They're still testing. Yeah, no, I, I'm done. No, can't do this. Cannot do this at all. We're trying to bring the next generation of kids into racing, which includes men, women, their moms, their dads, their grandparents, their aunts, their uncles. No, no. No. So, and it, and again, if you feel like it's okay, that's fine. You're entitled to that. I don't want anything to do with you. I'm not interested in interviewing you. I'm not interested in hearing about it. I'm not interested in you popping up in my freaking news feed. I, no. 
take take your stuff and go somewhere else. Done. That rant is over. I need to pause right here because if I don't take a break or take a break, if I don't take a breath, I may very well pop a brain or a blood vessel in my brain. I'm that chipped up right now. I'll be right back with you. All right, going to close out this week's episode. Not very long because, again, still trying to uh, work things out as we work things out. Back on the mental health program, do yourself a favor. Let's start paying attention to what you're eating. All right, let's start paying Marty. With a decent lap. Not horrible. So, um, yeah, your what you're eating will impact how, how your brain functions, okay? And here's the other thing. It's brought to my attention last week in another conversation. So, Cortisol levels, stress, anxiety in relationships, all of these things impact us physically. Now, understanding that and being in a position to sit down with your significant other or your husband, your wife, your loved one, your parents, however it may be, and have those conversations, you have got to figure out a way to do that. You have to. Is it uncomfortable? Hell yes. Does it suck? Yes. But you both have to understand it's you against the problem, not you against each other. And that's what matters. Okay, folks, I'm tired of hearing about relationships breaking up. I'm tired of hearing about people committing suicide. I'm tired of hearing about people passing away. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm over it. It's like, we're not doing enough. We're not trying hard enough. It's easier just to pick up our phone, find somebody else in the world and move on. And that's horseshit. Because at one point there were things about each other that you cared about, that you loved. You cared about going to the gym and working out. You cared about what it was that you were stuffing in your mouth. It, you cared about how, what your appearance looked like. You cared about how much reading or education or what you were doing to better yourself or work on or make yourself aware of. All right. Yes. Lots of things in life that take away our time and flexibility, but it is extremely important for you to find time to do things that make the two of you in a relationship better. Better. I'm telling you from someone who lost their best friend in life at that point. It is horrible to not have that type of commitment to one another to get through things. And the older we get, the harder it is and the worse it is for us emotionally and mentally. Folks, that's it. One last thing. I lost a very good friend last week in Don Corsett, 
one of the former vice presidents of Lucas Oil, to a massive uh, to a medical condition as it came out that he had cancer. Um, Got to pause for burnout. <laughs> and how uh, how fitting that it's Larry Morgan doing a burnout who used to have Lucas Oil sponsorship. Um, it is tough in life. I talked to Don four days before he had, before he passed away. And he was a strong-willed man. All I can tell you is, is, you gotta we gotta get our stuff together in life as men and as women. We have to get ourselves together collectively. Get get it get you know, get your shit together. Are we all struggling? Yes. Are we all hurting? Yes. Do we all hate to fail? Yes. But you want to know what's not a failure? It's trying again and doing the right thing and getting back up the next day. Waking up the next day and get and know what that that day isn't a failure because you woke the f up, and my heart and soul goes out to hope his wife, the all of the Lucas Oil people, all the people in the world of motorsports that Don Corset came and touched and came in contact with. Great man, I know right now that up there, the racing the racing circle got a little bigger. And there's there's some laughs and smiles going on when Don showed up. That being said, guys, I'm out. Racers and Rental Cars podcast, please leave a review. Please five-star me. Send me a message. Tell me what it is you want me to rant about. I'm going to keep this shindig going as long as I can possibly fathom and keep my head above water. Next week, coming to you from Indiana. And then... It's birthday week, and you're going to have to tune in to see what's going to go on. That's it. Racers and Rental Cars podcast, part-time, half-time, flow racing announcer, Don O'Neill. I'm here. I'm out. See you guys next week. Later. Later.